0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Osea. Meet their body care breakthrough hyalonic Body Serum for 24 hours of hydration. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at com.
2: Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music. We're back this week from a short break to talk about the best albums out now on August 11th for New Music Friday. I'm here with WBEZ and Vocalo Radio's Ayana Contreras. Hey, how you doing? Critic and reporter Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. And writer Letitia Harris. Hello. Uh, so how this works is we look at a really long list of new albums coming out every week. We put our heads together, pick the ones that all of us are the most excited about. This week, that includes new ones from Carol G, Sunlux. Uh, There's a long-lost Neil Young album that's out today and a whole bunch more. But we start with the long-awaited new album from the rapper No Name. It's your first full-length in five years. It's called Sundial. This is the song Oblivion.
3: Sacrificial lamb, scam the church, the whole world berserk. The product is a perk, circ do so lay, monkey see, monkey do. Clown on the avenue, clown in the stoop. No navel, no nipple, no nose, no neck. Nobody to name me a claim. I'm the best when the world blow up, that's it. Same beginning, redemptive lap around the sun, spinning into oblivion. When the world blow up, that's it. Spinning into oblivion. Motherfucker, I don't care, I'ma talk my shit into oblivion. When the world blow up, that's it. Spinning into oblivion. Motherfucker, I don't care. I'ma talk my shit. Yo. Please spin me round and round. Please leave me in the lost and found. I'm bound. I'm bound with to Offended. I need a minute. Sorry, Atari. play too much. I'm that bitch. You sound like cat piss on popcorn. Eat the popcorn. This is Tubi, nigga. <laughs> No name
4: comes out of Chicago's kind of thriving, cross-pollinating hip-hop and slam poetry scenes. And I feel like in the last several years she's really become the patron saint of this big-brained activism forward rap. And You know, she's also been known in the last few years for establishing this book club that's centered on reading and supporting works by authors of color. And it's just been really exciting to see the way that her music is always putting forward intellectual disses, knocking hypocrites down a peg, and, you know, dreaming of the world that she wants to see. And it's been interesting on Sundial to hear her look more inward and zoom in and out of addressing issues of racism, colonialism, and to use examples from her personal life, like on songs like Beauty Supply or Toxic.
3: trip with to fresh out the box, a bundle, 250 Rapunzel, make pennies, a market share, plenty to feminists in me, don't bat no, I support the black business, no compromise, I... And then also turning her eye towards
4: capitalism and the way that people can be sucked up into a system that doesn't benefit them. And so I think, you know, you don't have to read the bibliography to enjoy No Name's music. I think like her passion for this really sparkles and her flow is so hypnotic. But it really is exciting to see her turn over these ideas in the last several years and put something new out into the world.
5: Yeah, she started out as a poet first and then forayed into rap. And this is a very (laughs) poet-forward album, not unlike the rest of them. Um, You know, what I love about her flow is that she's able to have this specificity, and yet there's a real abstract quality to the way that she tells stories. I think that really demands deep listening. Um, I also love that it's like very, very personal.
6: Yeah, I love the personalness of this album. I don't know, they're so breezy. Like, she's really able to infuse the fun that she has for life, the lust she has for life, and, like, the lust she has for a better life, into these songs, and it makes them so fun and breezy, but still tackling these very big Black political, socio-political concerns, like Serena mentioned, like beauty supply, colorism, and like imperialism, and it's just really funny. Like throughout, like she's so funny, and it's so humorous, even when she's like tackling, you know, like Jay Z and Rihanna, and like calling out billionaires. Like she's just so funny with it.
3: Everybody got their role. I'ma play mine, like Scooby Doo in the haunted house. I see the ghosts that they talking about. I see the signs reading between the line at the crime scene. I ain't fucking with the NFL or Jay Z propaganda for the military complex the same gonna shot little Terry out west the same gonna shot some air in the West Bank we all think the Super Bowl is the best bang go Rihanna, go watch the fighter jet fly high war machine gets glamorized We play the game dude
4: I do feel like she's gotten this unfair reputation as kind of preachy and I feel like her criticisms are are pretty even they
6: point in every direction including herself right mm-hmm. and I feel like of the criticism she's levied in the past, J. Cole, Kendrick, that got her into more public eye, but I feel like that got her into the public eye in a very unfair sense. Like you said, Serena, like this album is kind of addressing, no, like the smoke is for everybody, even myself. I'm mm-hmm. just very thoughtful in all these spaces, you know?
2: She's not wrong. <laughs>
6: that part. <laughs>
5: That's the part. Like, I think what I love about her is that, among a lot of things, is that she carries on sort of this, you know, activist, community-based tradition in her work, all of her work. And I don't think she sees herself as a quote-unquote rapper per se. I do think that she uses rap as a medium to communicate these very complex ideas.
3: A out, dream about revolution and same solution, socialism. Man, really with my niggas, though, off the grid, we just build a community.
2: I do think it all comes together really well on a song like Namesake because that one song is about so many different things. It's maybe my favorite cut on the record because of that, but because it also talks about something that I think has been on my mind a lot lately, and that is the idea of more versus enough. And um, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what, what would the world look like if the concept of enough was the primary driving force in the world you know the thing that motivated us the most instead of always wanting more and she talks about on this song how she's not interested in playing the game maybe she did get in line too but she's not interested in playing the game that everyone else is caught up in pursuing wealth and likes uh, and all that sort of stuff she's happy and at peace with enough
3: I never need no name I got a little bit of love in the memory lane picture me rolling up the blood I don't play them games yo I never need no 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 uh, I never need no name I got a little bit of love in the memory lane picture me rolling up the blood I don't play them games yo I never need no no
6: no she knows why she uses rap as like a medium like you said Ayana it's not to get wealth it's not to obtain more and more things it's to share the messages that she has and like share that
2: with her community All right, again, that's No Name, back with her first new album in five years. So good to have her back. It's called Sundial. It's finally out now on August 11th, along with a new one from the electronic duo known as Jungle. Their album is called Volcano. This is the song Us Against the World.
5: very funny to me about Jungle is that it's kind of a confusing artist name because in the UK Jungle it's like a genre kind of a drum and bass kind Mm -hmm. of genre and this music is not that right but what (laughs) I do love about that name is that it sort of captures the essence of this music it's the density and the warmth you know what I mean Mm. and it's also thinking about Jungle and where jungles are populated right it's a very clear through line to dance floors that pull from African and Caribbean and even South American musical traditions so like Opening up with this song, which is somehow both like bright and dark and characteristically exciting, it really just sort of sets the tone for this album that has disco romps like "Don't Play" or "Candle Flame," which I love. Feels like the first time I made time in a minute. Rock with it, I'm in attendance.
7: How could we pair feelings aside? I got a match. The fight gets to the flame. The feeling just got attached. I got the days fall, the straight fall away. Oh, small the ways to start the dancing on me. Had to take your back home. Huh? Time moving slow, we fast fall.
5: There's this kind of almost psychedelic way in which they approach vocals, which I love. It, it sort of gives me a touch of like D-Light, like early nineties group D-Light, mm. and sort of the sheer cheekiness and refusal to be too on the nose with a lot of these traditions. But there's like this clear reverence for the universe of dance music. And you know, the record is just so beautiful. There's like soulful stuff like dominoes, good at breaking hearts. Honestly, Robin knows I don't ever say I love this album,
2: <laughs> but I really love the energy of this album. To be clear, you did not say I love this album. You said I love the energy of this album. <laughs> I,
5: I, it's hard. I want to save that for like, I that don't know, when D'Angelo start. comes back, I going to uh. save for that.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's a great day for like groove-based music. I feel like this album was a pre-mixed shaken ass party playlist. Mm. Um, You know, it, it played like your favorite vinyl. You know, you just put it on at the party and it spins and spins and spins and everybody has a good time. My favorite song to the energy of this album was Every Night. where you know, I feel like you can't help but dance to that song.
2: Yeah, unstoppable was the word I kept coming back to. But I don't know, I could see this album becoming a kind of timeless classic that people listen to 20 years from now. It reminds me a little bit of this album, I don't know if, if any of you remember, by Saint Germain called Tourist. Yeah, it came out in 2000. That album was the ultimate, and this is a compliment, it was the <laughs> ultimate dinner party
0: album. <laughs>
2: Right, and that's sort of what this album is to me. And it's a compliment because it means it's the kind of music that absolutely everyone who hears this will love it. Everyone will ask you, if you put this on, everyone will ask you, who is this? And then everyone will go out and get it for themselves. And it just makes people feel good.
5: Yeah, One of the things I really love is how hooky a lot of these songs are because sometimes dance music tends to be skimpy on hooks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And these just have really luscious melodic hooks that just like loop you in. And really, I wouldn't call them anthemic, but by the end of it, you might be singing at the top of your lungs some of these hooks as well. And like I said, it's really a beautiful
2: album. Jungle is the group. Their new album is called Volcano. Okay, these next few releases that we're going to highlight... They all have one thing in common, and that's that they dig into the past and revisit and reimagine and rethink earlier works. And in the case of this first one we're going to get to, that past is from a half century ago. It's from <laughs> Neil Young. Uh, this is considered sort of a long lost album that was originally supposed to come out in the 70s, but was scrapped before ever seeing the light of day. It's called Chrome Dreams. This is the song Will to Love.
7: It is often And fish we swam up
6: In 2007, Neil Young released Chrome Dreams 2. And of course, most of the general public was like super confused. They were like, well, where's Chrome Dreams 1? (laughs) And the answer to that, (laughs) which Die Heard fans actually already knew, is that Young recorded it, like Robin mentioned at the top of this, between 1974 and 1977. So that's around the time that he released On the Beach up until the release of American Stars and Bars. Which is the album he released instead of Chrome Dreams. And um, this is around a time where Young's like dealing with personal problems, coming off the Ditch trilogy. He's also reuniting with Cosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Crazy Horse, and other frequent collaborators. And he's starting to experiment with more musical styles in earnest. And while most of the songs from Chrome Dreams, ended up being released in different forms over the years. The entirety of this album showcases the songs in their most intimate original forms, like With Will to Love, like you can hear the fire that he's playing in front of. It's a chiefly acoustic album. The Saucer sounds highlight Young's imagery and iconic storytelling. But then there's a few stadium rippers with really insane guitar riffs, like, you know, Like a Hurricane, which everyone already recognizes. (laughs) So I guess for y'all, I'm just wondering how you think this release stands among the current musical climate. Does it feel fresh? Does it feel dated? Does it feel like it's Neil Young in 1970 and just like why are we listening to this now? I don't feel that way, but
2: (laughs) Serena.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I've never (laughs) gotten into Neil Young. I feel like he's one of those (laughs) artists who has such an expansive back catalog and is one of those dudes that it's like impossible to know where to start. But, and it is interesting just to hear as someone who's not very familiar with his work, the way his influence has just seeped into the music of a lot of people I love. So even though with my 2023 ears it doesn't really sound all that new and exciting, it does feel in some ways kind of like a blueprint for a lot of things I'd come to love.
5: Sometimes an album like this will be released and it will force people to sort of reevaluate the output Mm -hmm. of an artist. Like, wow, this is making me think very differently. I don't know that this is that. But I do Mm -hmm. think that he, at this moment, is at his sort of songwriting, I don't know about peak, but he was running on all cylinders in this moment.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm a Neil Young stan. I mean, I think he's a brilliant songwriter. Uh, But over his many decades of putting out music, I mean, it's fair to say there are stretches where his catalog is pretty hit or miss, you know. I mean, there have been some real head scratchers uh, over the years. (laughs) Um, But these songs were all captured in what I, I would call his golden age. I mean, it's certainly my favorite Neil Young period. You're getting albums like After the Gold Rush and Harvest and Zuma and Comes a Time. I mean, dear God, just incredible albums. So it definitely is of that moment. But... I don't know he's such a gifted nuanced poet you know with a real ear for melody maybe the the hallmark of his music if people are looking for an entry point is that he knows how to get a lot out of very little you know his songs even full studio albums where he goes all in his songs are incredibly economical because they cut right at the heart you know a simple guitar the most basic beat you can think of, bass lines that are barely even there sometimes. But it, I don't know. It's always just so potent. Robin, what, would what, you
6: recommend this release for like new Neil Young fans or new to Neil Young?
2: Yeah, I don't know. People who don't listen to Neil Young and they know I'm a big fan of sometimes ask me like, where, where do I start? And I always say, I don't know. I would start with Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. That came out in, my gosh, 1969. But this is not a bad place to start too. To your question, Ayana, do we really need this? Is it going to make us rethink anything? No, I, I, I totally agree. And maybe this is dumb, but sequencing an original intent from artists really matters to me. You know, um, maybe it doesn't matter to anyone else in a world where everything is a nonlinear playlist now. But there are older albums, for example, that I fell in love with years ago that have been reissued. And for whatever reason, the tracks have been put in a different order or additional songs have been thrown into the mix. And it just completely disrupts the relationship that I built with this album. Right. So maybe this Mm -hmm. is done. But I I love that we finally get to hear these songs in these forms, in this order, compiled together as a single album, as Neil Young uh, originally intended. And I think if it had come out back in the mid 70s when he really wanted to, I think it's it would be one that we would be uh, considering as one of his greats, along with all those others that I mentioned. Neil Young, I, I, I call him a national treasure, but he's Canadian.
4: Um, a North American treasure. treasure.
2: He's, all, he's also, yes, that's right. He has dual citizenship, I think, for the last, last few years. Whatever, regardless, love, love, love <laughs> having this record. Chrome Dreams from Neil Young. It's out now on August 11th, along with a handful of other releases that we want to highlight for you. Uh, but first, let's take a quick break. This message
0: comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2X miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Noom. Noom understands that not everyone is starting from the same place and takes that into account. With their first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, you can find 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox, helping people discover a world of British TV, including new original drama Time, starring Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, and Bella Ramsey. Streaming at BritBox.com NPR.
0: I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln?
6: Well, you know, it was 2020, and we were all so isolated. I I just started doing research. uh, But the truth is, no, I just thought of it.
0: We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR.
2: It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ayana Gutierrez, Serena Turos, and Letitia Harris. We're looking at the best releases out now on August 11th, including a new one from Joel Ortiz and LaRange. It's called Signature, this is the song Uncle Chris Carr.
7: 24 hours later, we and my Uncle Chris Carr Made a left into the projects in the life of being piss poor Onesie sliding up and down the hallway on the sixth floor Note in my hand, borrowing cooking oil from Miss Moore Kicking on the witch door Jumping down a flight of stairs, clearing the syringes Luckily, I was dope enough to miss them shits by inches Moms in front of building, getting splinters on the benches While the hustlers made a killing, doing dealings near the entrance Survival in the trenches Detectives in them trenches Showing pictures of the people I would grow up to be friends with So it's basically, in a
5: sense, it's like a remix album from Joel's 2021 album Autograph and this is from one of my favorite subgenres coming-of-age hip-hop where I just love that way of really taking you to this particular sort of superhero origin of where this person came from in a very, like, loving way and... When you're listening to these songs, the
7: beats and
5: then the rhymes feel juxtaposed
7: it's Sunday morning and I just woke up A rainy day in the nose Man, the roads gon' suck I'm supposed to hit the casinos up and go try my luck Take all the winnings to the outlets And buy all new stuff Instead I'm sitting here like nah Hungover from the shots we took last night My body can't recover that fast like It did when I was younger Constant reminder I'm at halftime I gotta be selective with my pastime my life
5: So the song Therapeutic They kind of lose the beat sometimes Like there'll be a rhythm change in the beat in the production where they sort of lose each other almost like swing dancing when the man sort of lifts the young lady with a skirt up into the air and sort of we all lose sense of gravity
2: well I mean that's the thing I mean L- Laranger's production just turns these inside out I mean like Uncle Chris Carr that we opened up with you know so much pain and anguish in that song but he injects this kind of odd defiant joy in it in that production you know there's another song called og Mm. it gets kind of dark in this version i
7: wake up feeling different back stiffen joints cracking snapping i mean listen some days i don't want to get out my bed at all it got me on a statin. i'm rapping with high cholesterol
2: it was kind of funny in the original version you know when he says things like he's rapping on a statin you know it's a funny (laughs) take on what it means to be an og right
4: now I'm in Home Depot looking for a gazebo. That made right. me laugh out
2: loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. But this version, there's this weight to it where it's sort of like, God, getting old sucks. You know, <laughs> that comes out more in this version.
6: Yeah. Laurange's production is so vintage and so of the moment that it's really weird to hear bars and lyrics like that from Joelle. But like you said, Ayana, I really love the idea of the swing dancing. They come apart and they come together again. And it's just such
7: a force to hear, you know?
5: So. Yeah, like, you know, the song One Day is such a good example of that.
7: i to me, tired of having panic attacks When they in back of me Praying they don't pull me over Throw the gat to me Right after they popped that trunk And find a me. The other night my man got knocked He said they asked for me Yesterday Leroy got shot These niggas after me Gotta make this rap shit pop Oh, it's a rap for me. I'm meeting this producer tomorrow. He got some tracks for me.
2: I love that he's rapping about panic attacks. And he's also talking about how messed up his world is. But it's just set against the quirkiest productions. It's <laughs> it, it's so disorienting in a way. He, he runs down this long list of all these awful things that have happened. But it's uh, the sound is just also weird and idiosyncratic.
7: Seven, with the and cap and only car in my jeans, but my pockets fat through the folded notebook paper. I would write a lot, document my life on them lines, let the pilot jot down whatever came to my mind. Like that time I got out that house party in time before they fire shots, put my man inside of that box. Or the night I dropped Kamaya off in front of her crib. They killed Kamaya Pops an hour later, right on that block in front of the tire shop. The first time I told that story was right now. Yeah, I mean,
4: it almost feels like, you know, a thematic tie-in of, you know, Ayanna, you mentioned, I love a good come up song too. And I think sometimes when you're an elder statesman looking back on your life, there is this dissonance between where you are now and how you got out and combing back over these these fraught moments in your life. So, so maybe that is, you know, that stretch and that separation is, is important to the way that he's telling these stories.
2: Joelle Ortiz and LaRange together on the new album, Signature. That's out now on August 11th. We'll close with a quick round of some other notable releases that are out today. But first, we've got one more we want to get to. It's from the band Sun Lux. It's called Alternate Forms. This is the song, Ransom All Innocence*.
0: wish ransom.
6: alternate forms celebrates 10 years of 2013's Lanterns, which was released when Son Lux was still a solo project of Ryan Lott's. And at the time, it was a major breakout success. You know, NPR considered it Lott's most realized and sonically cohesive project to date. Fast forward to now, the band is a solid three-person team that's expanded the scope of their sound. And with alternate forms, they've reworked the entirety of Lanterns track by track and also brought on several new contributors. We have Kishi Bashi on the new pop forward alternate world. There's also Chicago's Kaina representing Kuyo Sotashi's really haunting edition of A Strip Down Easy. And for me, this reissue is really masterful because it very elegantly builds on Sunlux's more recent work as idiosyncratic maximalists, especially in regards to their most recent work with the Oscar-nominated soundtrack they scored for Everything Ever All at Once. This album, Alternate Forms, feels like a continuum of that creative exploration. You know, the way that unrelated sounds come together to create something very unified and emotionally evocative.
2: Letitia, you mentioned the song Easy. That's the one that I think goes through the biggest change on this record.
0: Easy, easy. You break the bridle to make losing control easy Easy Crushed what you're holding So you can say that letting go is easy it's Easy
2: They slow it way down. It becomes this spare jazz number. And you get a a really completely different emotion with this one. The original version had kind of, um, I don't know, this kick some ass vibe to it. And this one is mournful and anguished. You know, it's like before this version, I never really considered how much sorrow and pain is wrapped up in this song. But you sure hear it in this version.
4: I feel like what they do so well is they make music that's expansive and unexpected and it, goes, it takes you on so many different journeys just in one song. Like I had to keep checking the track listing when I was listening to Enough of Our Machines because I was like, this is
2: four different songs. <laughs> that happens on the song No Crimes too. At one point, it sounds like a horror film score. <laughs> and then it goes into what I would call a, a, a circus-like euphoria. And then it ends on almost the smooth jazz with this smoky sax solo.
4: It makes me think of like people who take rubber bands and put them together into a ball. (laughs) And then when they try to get one off, they keep pulling at one thread, but it snaps back into place and it's really hard to untangle once you get them all mixed up together. I feel like their music is like that. It's kind of stretchy and elastic.
2: And that ties in with this this theme that we've been talking about these last few records, which is looking back at the past and reevaluating, reconsidering, reimagining, Sunlux frontman Reinlaw is someone who, he thinks and writes a lot about identity, what makes us who we are, what happens when we make different choices in life, what responsibilities we have to ourselves and each other, and, and how we find each other through common ground. And when you listen to this record, that's essentially what we're seeing and hearing unfold in these reworkings. All the meanings change. It's these questions that are driving all of this creativity in really wonderful ways. All right, that's Sun Lux. The band's new album out today is called Alternate Forms. And before we wrap up this week's show, as always, let's just take a minute to go around the room and mention a few other notable releases we're loving. Ayana, we'll start with you.
5: So Tash Sultana is like a Australian like, singer songwriter, very soulful, very very cool. There's a single out featuring BJ the Chicago Kid.
3: Well we never pay baby her huh? now I'm the blame. Ain't faking real love no more. That shit away too late
7: granny ain't lie when she said all things changed, they
5: gon' New EP called Sugar to come out. So very exciting. Uh Serena. Yeah, I'm also
4: gonna pick a new album from an Australian artist this week. It's by G Flip, and the album is Drummer. Steven Thompson actually turned me on to G Flip in 2018. I'm
0: so
4: sorry. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm so
2: sorry that happened to you.
4: I don't consider it a loss because you know, G Flip <laughs> makes this spiky pop music. It is this pop maximalist album with songs that just rattle your whole body.
2: Leticia, we mentioned the Carol G album at the top of the the show. We weren't able to hear the whole thing, but I know that's one you're excited about.
6: I'm very excited. I'm going to go across the globe, away from Australia, <laughs> to Medellin, Colombia, um, and shout out Carol G's fifth studio album. It's called Mañana Será Bonito, Bichota Season. Get And it's a very speedy follow-up to her fourth studio album that she dropped back in February, um, similarly titled. And I'm just really hyped about this release for a lot of reasons. For one, the lead single, S91, is just... Carol straight talking, all her shit, like full braggadocio, hard blood of EDM and reggaeton that reminds me of, you know, her single from a couple of years ago, "Pichota." And then also I'm really excited because I'm living in Colombia now and I just know the parties are about to be lit.
3: (laughs)
2: All right, now I want to flag a new album from Bonnie Prince Billy that's out today. It's called Keeping Secrets Will Destroy You. Someday when there's time to sing, a few of us will gather and raise a voice to
3: anything because everything matters. My hand on my mother's hand and
2: her hand on my daughter's. My daughter's hand on the hand of who will lead us into slaughter. Bonnie Prince Billy, otherwise known as Will Oldham, he's been putting out music for 30 years now. He's released almost as many albums as that. And astoundingly uh, to me, his music is just consistently great. Even after three decades, his writing is so sharp He crafts these songs that are rooted in, you know, very clearly in traditions like folk and Americana and murder ballads. Uh, He sings about God and death and and all the mysteries of life, but also about love, you know, and and all the other wild human emotions and experiences that just fill our days with wonder, you know, uh, and awe, really. And you'll find all of that on this new album, Love, Bonnie, Prince Billy. It's called Keeping Secrets Will Destroy You. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ayana Contreras, Serena Turos, and Letitia Harris. Thanks, everyone.
6: Thanks, Thank you, you, Robin.
2: All right, a quick reminder that you can see a full list of the songs that we played on the show in the description of this episode in your podcast feed. And you can hear full versions of the songs along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Search for those in Apple Music and Spotify. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest from NPR Music. You'll find it at npr.org slash musicnewsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com NPR. Humans are kind of overrated. Over on Shortwave, a science podcast, we're only kind of kidding. We're bringing you the wondrous world of animal science to your daily life. From queer animal love stories to songbird memories, we're showing you how critter knowledge informs human science. Listen now to Shortwave, a podcast from NPR.